Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Serving While Being Served. I have absolutely missed you guys. Last week, we took a small break, a small hiatus for you guys to catch up on all 10 episodes of season one. And I just want to tell you guys, I missed you, and I hope you've been having an awesome week so far. This episode is one of the first for us here at Serving While Being Served. This is actually going to be my first Q&A. Um, episode and we are going to be covering a topic that so many have asked me about and you know how I am transparency is me and I'm always here to give information and tell you a little bit more about myself so this one is a little different the topic that we're going to be covering here for episode 11 is of course plastic surgery can be a part of self-care this is our plastic surgery Q&A so I have been an advocate for plastic surgery for many years. Um, I'm going to be an advocate for plastic surgery until I leave this planet. Um, I am all about doing what makes you happy, living in your truth. Um, If you want to do it, do it. I'm always team, make it better. I'm always team, feel your best. So you have to realize in this day and age that this is a very superficial world. So if you want to be in like a bubble, and you want to be in denial, then this is not going to be the groove for you. But we are here about the truth, and it is superficial. And I've always been um, a strong advocate for someone feeling their best. And if they don't feel their best in their shape, body, quality, the way they are now, they have the right to change it. We have the resources to change it. Plastic surgery, just my definition, ranges from everything to the braces I have on my teeth um, to... Um, tummy tucks, lipo, BBLs, uh, breast augmentations, um, rhinoplasties, any type of Botox or fillers, I'm all an advocate for. Now, we are going to be talking about some procedures I have. I have had um, a total of kind of like three procedures all on my body. I've never really done too much to my face. Um, I can also, do you know what we can call face care can kind of be in that I've done numerous facials, um, numerous exfoliation. I've done it all as far as my skin, because if you have not noticed or if you have not been following me, I had suffered for acne for a lot of years. And I recently, within the last year, um, under the God's graces, thank you, Father Lord, please don't let me go back. Um, I got my skin under control and I am using multiple retinase. I'm using very high end face products. And um, later on, probably, you know, episodes down, we may cover those because we're going to be venturing out here serving while being served. We are we are all about team everything. So we may do an episode on some facial products that I live by. But I have pretty much just did things to my body. The recent procedure that I'll be talking about um, that I went went and got done, I recently got full 360 lipo done. Um, and I actually traveled abroad. Um, I went to Cali, Columbia um, in January of last year. I was there for 15 days and I decided to do that procedure. Why I decided to travel out of the country is for the results. It's not for the money. I'm going to be honest. The same coin that I spent there, 10K plus dollars, I would have been spending here. Um, because not only does plastic surgery not stop when you get off the table, it's going to be continuous as you go on to maintain your results. So I went over to Cali, Columbia. I got on a plane. Um, I actually purchased a ticket two months prior to. So the ticket was maybe around $1,000. I also booked um, a recovery house um, that I stayed at. Um, and it was 
If I did not sleep, let me tell you something. If I got, I, I stayed in prayer this whole procedure. Um, I did a lot of fasting. I did a lot of talking to God. I did a lot of tithing. I just needed everything to be aligned when I decided to do this. So, um, I did a lot of research. If you are not aware, women, there, there's a whole um society community surgery quote unquote surgery community that lies underneath the trenches on Instagram. So, you can start a surgery page. You can you can start following. Um, plastic surgeons in the DR and in Cali and other places they they're not just you know in the tropical countries um Japan China is known for a lot of their facial work so they're top so you just got to do the research Turkey does things I mean you can go everywhere and get procedures done so I started a surgery page. I did some research on my doctor. Um, I followed my doctor and researched him for an entire year for an entire year I watched all of the different women, the sizes, the results. Um, I listened to um, testimony from other women who went to go see him. Um, I looked and seen if he had a body count. Um, most surgeons have body counts, not just in, um, you know, different countries. Here in America, it's plastic surgery is high risk wherever you go. So a lot of people kind of have this stigma like, oh, you going over there, they're going to kill you. They're going to chop you up. They're going to take your kidney. They're going to do all of this. The same risk factors that play there are the same risk factors that play here in America. So they, they get a little higher because there may be a language barrier and there are particular, you know, practices they do a little different there. And I'll go get into that, you know, like some things that I really wasn't a fan of. But outside of it, I had a really good experience so I booked my recovery house I ended up staying at the recovery house I think I did like 15 days um staying there and uh, the person that I booked my recovery house do was an angel she legit um Ema I hope I'm saying her name right she legit was one like my mom she's now my family I reach out to her I talk to her on a regular basis I recommend people to her if I ever need to go back to Kelly that's who I would stay with I follow other girls who stay with her who have had wonderful results with her she's very well known in Cali Columbia um she knows all of the doctors um she speaks fluent Spanish she lives in a in a upscale area of Cali Columbia so it's very safe her nurses were very knowledgeable I mean outside of it if I didn't stay there I don't even know if I would have been able to make it through this whole process so I stayed there I also booked with my surgeon my surgeon also took a deposit um and I also got some work done here I got a physical done here lab work done here to check my hemoglobin and everything um and kind of got clear from my primary doctor here and then I began to collect my coins so um you know I did work and doing some work and some overtime and pulling and doing some different things um my my recommendation for most women and I'm just gonna be honest a lot of women reach out to me and they say oh I'm gonna go get work done okay sis listen you gotta lose some weight I'm gonna be honest with you surgery is not going to be this magical weight loss thing I was I was like blowfish big after my procedure I legit just lost almost 30 pounds after my procedure I think that your body realistically doesn't recover from everything until a year plus after most people I, I seen results my waist was small my arm but my arm and my inner thigh lipo didn't really take until a year after after, and I lost more weight. I really wish I would have lost weight prior to, but 
I was stress eating because it was, you know, it was something new I was doing and I was working. Um, I was balancing a lot of other things going on, being a mom, doing other things. So it really working out. I, if I would have went in a little bit more working out, I feel like my results would have been more crazy. My results are bananas now, but I think the bananas level, it would have been on would have been like 57 million if I would have lost weight. So I would tell a lot of women, you need to lose weight. Um, most surgeons over their base, if they're going to do your procedure off your BMI. So your body mass index. So pretty much you can go to the doctor and that's that's how we here in America use for them to determine if you are overweight. Even if you don't visually look it, if your BMI is too high for your height, your height and all that other good stuff, then they will consider you to be mobily obese. So I recommend most women to lose weight. Um, if you are a bigger woman, you need to lose weight and you need to be cleared by your doctor twice. Um, you have to remember that you are going under. Um, and a lot of women who are overweight don't understand that they are living with borderline hypertension and diabetic type of issues that they don't know about. So and then it's strenuous on your heart when you're overweight. So I tell women, they come to me all the time. You need to lose weight. Do not shoot the messenger. The surgeon will refuse you. Um, I'm going to be honest. I kind of lied a little bit on my weight. Um, for my surgery, um, but I had lipo done when I was younger, so I had a foundation. My foundation was bomb anyway, kind of sort of to me it was, but I gained a lot of stress weight over the years of going to nursing school and breakups and life, so I had weight that I could not get rid of in my stomach area that was killing me. No matter what I did, I could not get rid of it, and it just, it was throwing all my looks off. I couldn't take it no more, so um, I will tell you, lose as much weight as you can get cleared if you are have you have been labeled overweight you need to get cleared twice i i just want you to do that i feel like a lot of the deaths that happened not in cali but in the dr was recently a doctor that had a death um from and if you have if you follow online he recently um i'm not gonna say his name but he's had a lot of deaths he's he's a doctor that does um women who are more larger in size in the dr a lot of girls from michigan went over there and i'm gonna be honest with you the results look stupid they don't look good. Your results are not going to look good. He's that's not a magician. He just he's going to do what you're going to pay him for. And then you're still going to find yourself looking Aki. My objective for me picking my doctor was to look as natural as possible. I want you to know that I went and got work done, but I don't want you to be like, did she get work done? You know what I'm saying? I want you to be like, I know something up. But it's something up. You know, I don't want I didn't want to look Barbie plastic too Barbie plastic. Um, I'm down for the plastic look, but I did not that's not the look I wanted for myself. So that's why I have decided not to get my breasts done um until I actually have children for my parts. Because I don't want the top, bottom, heavy look. That's not my thing. I'm not into that. And I'm still on a journey now currently to lose maybe 15 or 20 more pounds. Everybody like, don't lose it, you're gonna look cracky, but whatever. It's my gist. So I planned accordingly. Um, I booked my flight. I bought supplies. I bought more than enough supplies. I bought too much stuff. I'm going to be honest with you. When you go over there, they don't have CVSs and Walgreens and Rite Aids and Walmarts and Publix and all of these other, you know, beautiful entities that we have here in the United States. So I took a lot of my supplies. I also took my own pain medication. Now, we're not going to talk about that. But most women do um, the pain medication that they give you over there, which I don't take any pain medication. And I did not. The only time I utilize the pain medication I brought from here is when I got massages. And we're going to talk about those because that shit is deep. <laughs> we're going to talk about that. So they give you like an equivalent of tramadol. 
there. So, um, and they kept bringing it in. And I'm like, ah, she kept putting stuff on my IV. And I'm like, no, mama, mama. Because remember, they speak Spanish. So I'm like, no, mama, don't you put, no, 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 no more pain medication. Because I have a, a, a strong pain threshold. And I also am very holistic when it comes to things. So I don't take pain medication. I just ride that thing out. Because I want to make sure that my body is naturally doing what it's supposed to be doing. I'm a little weird with that. So um, I did not, I took the pain medication only for massages. Um, I bought more than the supplies. That's why it's it's important to research. I do recommend if you're gonna go abroad, 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 or what? Well, I'm probably saying it wrong because I'm just talking. But if you're gonna go to another country, I recommend you do do some research on the things that you need. So um, I didn't buy any of my post op fajas or any of my post op um, foams or or any of that until I got to Cali. I bought all that stuff in Cali. I did buy board, but I bought most of my stuff in Cali because it's cheaper there. Remember, everything there is cheaper. So I got my supplies ready. You know, I took my time off work. I ended up taking um, three plus weeks, almost a month off of work. That's the good thing about being a nurse. I moved my times around to where, you know, when I did come back for work or whatever, I was only working like one day. And that first day of work, baby, that... I don't even, I was in there like, oh my God, I may have to go home. Like I pushed myself to the limit. I should have took more time off, but I was like, I got to go get back to my life and get back to the coin. So I had to get back. So um, I get, I flew over there by myself. I did go by myself. I decided to go by myself because I am a soldier, a no limit soldier. And that's what I do. I didn't really, I wasn't into people going with me. I wanted to do this on my own. Most people wouldn't recommend it. Yada, yada, small violin. But I, my faith base, I was so, God was like holding my hand the entire time. I was so, me and God, and that, and this procedure actually got me more spiritually closer to God than I've ever been. It's really opened up the threshold that's why we're gonna go to like we're gonna go real here real quick God takes you do things a lot of times he he knows how to get your attention and even if it's not the most traditional way he's gonna get your attention the way he did and he knew that this would bring me closer to him so and it and it, I mean everything went through flawlessly so I got there um I actually got off the plane I had a later flight that got me into Cali Columbia um and the recovery house owner was there waiting for me. She ended up taking me to the house um, and I got situated. The next day, I actually think I got I booked my flight too early, not paying attention, rushing to book it. And I actually had one day that I just was just there chilling, which was good because I mentally was kind of getting myself there, catching up on my rest, talking back to everybody at home and everything. Um, and kind of went around. I had nails on, so I, I needed to find a way to get one nail off. If you're going to wear nails over there, I recommend that you do bring your own polish remover and acetone. They don't have it there. So we walked. I actually wanted to do, I wanted to see and, and act as if I lived in Cali, Columbia, which was an eye-open experience for me, and I would do it all again. So we walked to the beauty supply store. I walked to the fruit market. We took, we went to the mall. You know, we did everything there. So I'm preparing myself. So I actually met with my doctor. Um, I met with him, uh, the day before I went to go pay, I did all my blood work and it came back that my hemoglobin was right at the threshold. So I ended up going back in and getting an iron infusion because he is quite aggressive and I was getting lipo on my back, uh, my stomach, my flank, my, like my, like my hips, my arms and my inner thighs. So um, 
I did not get a BBL. Um, I had all those procedures done when I was younger. So I here in Miami. So my butt, I my butt is huge. So I was not gonna do that. I'm like, I'm not doing that. So I actually got there. Um, I did the iron transfusion. Um, I ended up meeting with the anesthesiologist the day of my procedure. I met with my doctor. He marked me up the day of my procedure. Um, and they only put peripheral IVs in your hand. That shit hurt. I really was like not into that. I'm like, whoa, it's other veins up here, mama. It's other veins. Because remind you, I'm a nurse. So a nurse going into this is completely different. Because I'm like, why is she starting this in my hand? Like this big gauge IV in my hand. But in legally over there, they only do them peripheral in the hand so they started the IV they started me on fluids um and it was time for me to go into the operating room now most people do say because they don't know you so when they putting you the anesthesiologist putting you on under I'm sure he uses a broad spectrum of medications and I watched him inject all the medications in me before and as I fell asleep so I'm sleeping so I most people say oh do you wake up during your surgery I minimally woke up during my surgery I'm gonna be completely honest with you I didn't wake up like I opened my eyes and seen but I was up a little bit and I felt them like shaking me so remember you are like completely covered and everything so I'm like mm. So I do and that was it. So I'm out. So I'm out. So I'm in recovery. I wake up. So I'm in recovery. And I don't know. I think it was a little woo-woo, a little cray-cray. You know, when you're coming back up, you look crazy. So um the Spanish women there are absolutely amazing. So they're putting me in my stage one faja because they they immediately put you in a garment to compress you. That's what it's all about. Compression is the key. That's why the that's why the results overseas are so much bonding here. They don't use garments here in America and they swear by them over there. So I'm in my soft stage one faja. They put me they're putting me in, they woke me up first. So they doing stuff. So I'm like, and I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't have surgery because I, I all I felt is like, I, I feel like I went to sleep and woke up. So I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I, so I'm in tears, y'all. I mean, I'm screaming, crying. Like, I didn't have surgery. Like, they are flipping out because they like, wait a minute. She's crazy. So they're like, no, mama. Mama, you had surgery. They're trying to tell me in Spanish. They try to talk. You know, they trying to pick my, because they let you keep your, they kept my phone from me in surgery. So when I came out, I was able to call everybody, tell them I'm out or whatever. And they're trying to pick my phone up and use a translator to tell me that they I had surgery. So finally, somebody that spoke more English came and was like, Mama, you had surgery. Calm down. So I ended up going back to sleep. Woke back up there, put my stage one faha on, taking me into recovery. So now I have made it. I'm like humbled, grateful, praying. And now it starts with a recovery process. So um, I ended up staying. You ended up staying. My doctor, which I'm going to tell you at the end who my doctor is. I know y'all want to know. My doctor recommended that we stay in the hospital for a complete day um, or 24 hours overnight. So I stayed in the hospital overnight. Now, this is the thing that I did, was not a fan of. Um, most of the time when you have any type of surgery, you need to be rehydrated. This is the nursing coming into me. So um, they normally start you on lactated ringers. They normally start you on 0.9 on saline. They start you on something depending on based on your prior health, based on how many fluids or how much blood they thought you lost. I was dry as a bone and they gave me like maybe 1,000 mLs of fluid and it was running by gravity because they don't have pumps and they had it running like two drops every six hours. I was dying. So I'm trying to tell her like 
I need more fluids because I can tell I'm dry because I'm gulping everything down and I feel dry and I'm like I know my body and she's like oh no mama we only get little and all this other I'm like no so I'm so irritated I want to get up and squeeze the whole bottle of double saline in me because I'm like sis I am dry I'm about to I'm gonna pay for this job dry so that's the only thing I didn't agree with also my hemoglobin was low that was a doozy. Most women, um, and this is just the truth, uh, have to get blood transfusions after because they are so aggressive. Um, they take so much out. They took 11 liters out, I think, or almost 11 liters of fat they took from me. They, if you know the restrictions in America, that is like a lot more than they take out here. So they took 11 out all together. So I lost a lot of blood. I lost a lot of fluid. So, I mean... I was dry, so and my hemoglobin was low. So I actually had to end up coming back in a couple of days later and getting another iron transfusion because I was experiencing just being fatigued and winded. And when they give you the massages, now let's talk about the massages. Okay, the massages. The massages absolutely hurt. They do not feel good. And I, I started with getting one massage a day. You are going to have to continue the massages when you get here. I continue mine for about almost four weeks after my procedure when I came back home. Um, the, the, the They keep you from getting fibroids. If you see most um, celebrities who have lumpy, bumpy stomachs and backs and legs, it's because they did not do post-op care. Post-op care is going to be a whole nother one to $2,000 after the procedure. So I was getting, I got as many as I can there because the massages there are only like 20 extra American dollars. And then also some came in a package with my doctor. So the massages hurt like hell. Um, and they're also trying to get all the fluid off you because now since you that that area is empty where they like hold the fat, your body naturally is gonna hold fluid there. So if you keep the fluid in your body, it will harden up and develop in the fibroids. So I was getting I started the first day with one massage and then I was doing two a day. So that's when I was taking the pain medication. That's when I was like, why did I do this to myself? This is when I was like cussing. This is when I was crying. This is like the worst part of the whole thing was a massages outside of that it was a, like a lovely experience so um, I decided to do two until I went home um you know I uh really kind of isolated myself I think I was going through a little bit of depression I didn't because I was homesick so I didn't want to go out girls was going out and doing stuff I'm like look I just want these two massages I'm gonna sleep I watched call up on Netflix and I was ready to come home so once I came home um before I left actually the day before my surgery we went to contour faja and I ended up getting several fajas made those are the garments that you make that you wear so I ended up getting them made I ended up getting my faja taken in before I left um I wore my faja for three months after my procedure um I got my massages for a month after um I was drinking liters of water a day I was drinking pineapples I was drinking different teas I was taking my vitamins I the reason my results came out the way they did is because I literally obsessed over it I made sure that I did not invest my money and for me to be losing you know it back and gaining weight so now I am in a process of continuing my weight loss continuing um, it's just, I mean, I'm just so happy with what I did. I am extremely happy with what I did. I feel if this is something you want to do, you must research it. 
Um, I am an advocate for plastic surgery. I feel like there are people who have things. And, you know, plastic surgery is not always cosmetic. There are people who are born with issues, are born with cleft palates. You know, things that need to be get that need to get fixed. So don't just open broaden your horizon when you think about plastic surgery. Don't talk down on a person. Plastic surgery does not mean that I don't love myself. I feel like a lot of women use that as, you know, as a way to try to downgrade or belittle someone. But you can't belittle me because I look absolutely amazing I decided to step out on faith and fear which so many people won't do and I decided to do something for me and I will continue to get plastic surgery whenever something falls apart I plan on looking like this forever (laughs) remember death becomes her that is an old school movie one of my absolute favorite movies um pretty much she was obsessed with plastic surgery and she didn't want to age and it, you know just a, just a good movie but I always think of that in my head like I'm never gonna ever get oh I'm gonna be waking up with like a mask on and gloves on I am all about preserving and looking your best so um if you have an issue if you feel as if you know a woman who is not natural or does plastic surgery is less than you then that just is your thing but you have to remember plastic surgery is not an instant gratification the same time and effort that it takes to go to the gym it's based off of the recovery my recovery was a six-month process um it was you know it was me taking the right eating the right foods drinking the right water i at at some point i'm like damn i should have just went to the gym because this is some bullshit i was i was absolutely appalled at how much i had to do but it was all worth it it was so worth it i would do it all over again like I tell you, I, I, this is a process and a procedure, and this is something that has to be researched. You cannot go in this blindsided. You cannot go in this thinking, oh, I'm just going to pick this person and pick that. You cannot. This is major. And if you do decide to do procedures here in the United States, the same amount of research has to be done. You know, make sure, you know, you use real self. You use these resources and you look these things up. So... I am going to tell everyone who my doctor is. Blum, 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 blum. First of all, everybody, the reason that I did not tell who my doctor was prior to is because I did not, and I still am like up in the air about this, but I'm just going to say my disclaimer prior to telling who my doctor is. I decided this doctor was for me. He worked for me. I cannot take any responsibility for anything he may or may not do for the next person but it was God that graced me and pulled me to him and he worked for me the reason I decided not to share my doctor prior to was because I was so nervous and I love y'all so much like family I'm just like I don't want to recommend nobody and God forbid they don't have a good experience and then it's like I gotta walk around living with that so that's how my mind is but I am sharing because I feel as if you know he I've been watching him I still watch him um he still has a really good reputation he's very very much booked and busy but I've been watching him and I'm like I'll just go ahead tell everybody and then I share I've shared it with some people who've reached out to me online so I don't want to feel like I'm just telling this person and not it's some shade it's no shade it's just my heart was in a good place I just wanted to look out for y'all but my doctor was Dr. Palaz Dr. Palaz was my doctor he is absolutely bomb he did um Shanika Adams he did a couple of other people too but Dr. 
Pilates is, and don't let them lie and tell you that he didn't. He did. He did them. Trust me. Um, Dr. Pilates is booked and busy on a regular basis, but he is absolutely the top plastic surgeon in Cali, Columbia. Um, Dr. Paz is also a really good doctor. I know women who went to him. Um, it's a couple of uh, other like really, really good doctors in Cali, but Dr. Pilates was Pilates was my choice. So hope I say this name right. They say it different when they're Spanish. So I, but I, that's, that's what, that's what I always call him. Um, but he, um, was absolutely amazing. His bedside manner is a little different. It's not bad. It's just, it's a language barrier. So he, but he was there. He answered all my questions. Whenever I had to have my nurse reach out to him, he ordered my iron. He made sure I was okay. He came to check on my body. He was absolutely bomb. He only does two surgeries a day. He is not doing nine or 10 surgeries a day. He is American board certified as well. So you can also pull that up if you would like So. That's who my doctor was. And I am so grateful to do this Q&A with you guys. I look forward to doing more Q&As, um, just covering things in my life, products that I like. But we here at Serving Wild Being Served don't just do one thing. We do multiple things. <laughs> and we are going to be continuing to do that. So I just served you a good word and something that I, I really was into and I decided to do. And if you do plan on doing this, I wish you peace and blessings on your journey. And please make sure that you research. And I love you guys to oodles and flipping noodles. I enjoy doing this episode. I enjoy sharing my story with you. And episode 12 is next and thank you i love you guys so much oh wait a minute now let me just not leave without saying today you know how i don't lost my mind so here at serving why being served we're coming into the summer months so we are going to be coming up with the summer where the summer is coming I was speaking to one of my friends the other day and I was just very disheartened. And I, in the future, I would love to do this is open up a summer program for the less fortunate or for just people who can't afford. Summer camp is so, it's so expensive. So, you know, look out, pay attention. If you have a friend or family member, you know, you know, you can throw them a couple of dollars or, you know, recommend them to somewhere they can take their children or something they can do. Do that. You know, look out because, you know, we want the kids to be productive and stay busy during the summer months. We don't want them just out here, you know, just doing whatever. And you know what that that may mean. It may get into some trouble. So make sure you guys are keeping your children busy this summer. Um, Even if you can't afford to do it, there's power leagues. There's different things you can do and there's different resources you can do. But keep them, baby in something okay that's what i want you guys to do also make sure that you guys are cleaning those closets out and packing your clothes up and taking them to your local salvation army they can always be used we do not throw things away as serving while being served we give things to someone else that can use it we serve others with the things that we no longer use so i love you guys and thanks for coming and listening to me my story and i will see you guys next time here at serving while being served this was a long episode but it was so bomb okay bye love you guys <laughs>